Today in our gospel, Jesus summons the twelve and he sends them out two by two and they proclaim his name. They preach repentance, but also what the evangelist Mark tells us is that the twelve drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Perhaps as a continuation of last week's homily in which I focused on the laying on of hands, especially in the rite of ordination of a priest or a deacon, but also the laying on of hands and the anointing of the sick, I thought that it might be good for us just to visit a little bit with the anointing of the sick and maybe dispel some misguided tenets that we might have about it, some myths, as I might call them. The sacrament of the anointing of the sick in a piece that I've written for a, a theological journal, I say, needs really to be re-anointed in a sense, for us to be able to understand it and, and how to approach it. And really then I'd like to maybe just think about three myths and kind of give the right answer then. The first myth that I think a lot of people might have about the anointing of the sick is that it is a sacrament reserved only for the dying. And of course, this was the case for many years in the church's history, from about the Council of Trent after the Protestant Reformation and up until the Second Vatican Council, that was the case, that people on their deathbed, they would call for the priest and he would give what they called extreme unction. And so they would anoint that person uh, right before their death, also colloquially called the last rites. But today, especially with the new rite of the anointing of the sick, calling it that, anointing of the sick, we realize that it's not just for those who are dying, but it's for lots of people. So who could receive the sacrament of the sick? Well, the church says, first, a person who is impaired of health. So anyone who might be sick, anyone who has an illness, could present themselves for the sacrament. A person might also request the sacrament, especially before surgery, for a serious illness. And we realize the gravity of surgery and uh, how it's possible that there could be complications during a surgery, that there's also the anesthesia, and so... It is very good, I think, to request the sacrament before the anointing or before uh, having surgery. The church also says the elderly can be anointed if notably weakened and no serious illness presents itself. So it's the realization that as someone reaches an old age, that as they, uh, as they grow in years and as their body weakens and so forth, that, well, they can be anointed even if they don't have a serious illness. The church also recently has come to recognize that a serious illness might also be mental illness, some sort of psychological ailment that might be afflicting a person. And so in that case, a person could also be anointed. Lastly, a child, if they've reached the age of reason, and so typically the church thinks the age of reason is seven. That's why kids make their first communion. But uh, if a kid is maybe five or six and they understand why they need to be anointed, uh, I would be happy, I think, to anoint them in that case. So who might not receive the sacrament? Well, sometimes if I get called and someone has died, people might want me to anoint. But the sacraments are for the living. 
And so if someone has already gone to eternal rest, if they've already died, well, then they won't be anointed, but there are certain prayers then that can be said around the person on their, or at their deathbed as, as they've gone to the Lord. Sometimes, too, I might kind of trace the sign of the cross with holy water, kind of, in a sense, imitating this idea of anointing, but, of course, doing it with holy water, recalling uh, the death of baptism and now eternal life that that person has. Also, too, a Catholic, a non-Catholic, probably would not be anointed either. The second myth, maybe, to address about the anointing of the sick is that I think a lot of times maybe we approach the sacrament and we believe that we will be healed. And that's true. It can happen. But there's a greater kind of, a greater depth of the sacrament beside just a miraculous healing. Has that happened? Yes, it has. When I was in Oshkosh, I went to the ICU and I anointed someone and I thought for sure this person was going to die in hours. And that's what the doctor thought too. I anointed him and then I went back the next day to see if he was still alive and sure enough he was and he was eating and talking and really unexplainable how that happened. So maybe it was the grace of the sacrament. There's also another person I spoke with maybe a few weeks ago and uh, that person told me that he believes in the anointing of the sick because many years ago he had double vision and then he was anointed by one of the priests and afterwards, that double vision ceased. He never had it again. Maybe that was the grace of the sacrament, the grace of the prayers of the anointing of the sick. But what else? If maybe we don't get that miraculous healing that we want through the sacrament, well, what does it do for us? Well, it strengthens us. It strengthens the faithful. It gives them the hope uh, and the grace of the Holy Spirit in the prayer of the anointing of the sick, the priest says that the prayer of faith will save the sick person. So the person presents themselves, they come before the church to be anointed, they come in faith, believing that God can and will do something, and then in some way it will save the sick person. Maybe in faith it will save them, maybe it will save them from the illness. But also, too, I think the anointing of the sick, the church says, will strengthen the person against temptation, especially for a person who might be going through a serious illness. There might be the temptation to despair, to lose hope, maybe even to lose faith. So hopefully through the anointing, it strengthens them against that uh, possibility of temptation. But also, too, if someone is in their last days of their life and they're anointed, it might also bring them a sense of peace. It will guard them against anxiety over death because now they know that they're ready, they're prepared to go to be with the Lord. The third myth about the sacrament, I would say, is that it can only be received once. Now, of course, going back to the idea that it was received at the time of death, well, that was true. It was only received once. You called the priest moments before the person died. But now it's a sacrament that can be repeated. If you have a surgery tomorrow and then you fall ill in a few years, you can be anointed again. And so it's a sacrament that can be repeated, just like the Eucharist, like, first re or like reconciliation. I think it's good for us to focus on the anointing of the sick, really to come to understand it a little better, and maybe just to encourage all of us to 
call for the priest right away. Don't wait, don't prolong, don't wait for the hour of death. We depend upon the availability of the priest in that case. And so really I would say if a person is diagnosed with something, maybe in those very early days to call the priest and have the person anointed. Because there's sometimes when the people, when someone calls and maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just a few moments before death, if it's one o'clock and they call me and I go, well, maybe by 1.20, and this has happened, when I get there, the person has already died. And so really just a call sooner, I think, is a good encouragement uh, for us. Now, I'm not saying don't call me at the hour of death. I'm happy to come, especially when one of your loved ones is at that moment where they're ready to go to be with the Lord. The church used to call this sacrament the last rites, and there's been kind of a movement to move away from talking about it in that sense, but I really do believe the church has last rites, and yes, that is the anointing, but there are also prayers of commendation of the soul. Go forth, Christian soul, go forth to your Creator and to the Lord who redeemed you. And there are other prayers then that are said, especially at that hour uh, when it's close to death. And I'm very happy to come and to pray those prayers and also to administer the apostolic pardon for that person. So really today in our gospel, Jesus sends out these 12, Jesus who healed so many, and now he sends them out so that they too might be healers. The anointing of the sick is the extension of Christ's work in the church today, and so all of us can be healed when we ask for it.